All right, my friends, welcome to 80s Action Pod. I am Jay, amateur podcaster. This is my creative outlet to talk about things from the 80s and the 90s and just to uh, just to reminisce a little bit. So this episode, it was actually wasn't going to be this episode, but a conversation and actually listening to another podcast. And I was like, oh, heck yeah, I can talk about this, especially since it was one of the biggest Miss, and then it was proven to be true facts from the 1980s. And I am talking about the great Atari burial. And if you're if you're of my age and you've heard of it, it is where a mass, well, we'll call it a, a grave, a mass grave was found that was uh, originally it was rumored, but it was finally found. And it was filled with over 180 to 200,000 copies of Atari games, mostly E.T., the extraterrestrial. But what brought Atari to this? So backtrack a little bit. And uh, Atari was the king of video game systems, especially in the early 1980s. And it had it had its mainstays. Um some of the better re, better received games for Atari was uh, Asteroids, Space Invaders, Missile Command, and uh, even Donkey Kong. And even though it was one of the most popular games, their version of Pac-Man was a huge letdown compared to the uh, the arcade game and the ColecoVision version. The ColecoVision was closer to the arcade game. And unfortunately, the Atari version of Pac-Man was not. It was the same board, basically. The, everything just sped up and kept speeding up. And the graphics, as I said, I mean, you're talking about 2-bit and 4-bit was pretty bad compared to what the ColecoVision was actually putting out. So that was the beginning of the downfall that Pac-Man started out huge with sales and then they died off and it actually became kind of a a disappointment for Atari in the long run. So Atari then was trying to reach out and it struck a deal with uh, Indiana Jones and it created an Indiana Jones Atari game, which actually played very well and sold very well. So Atari approaching Steven Spielberg had a uh, signed, some believe right around... Uh, somewhere between 20 and $25 million. And in the early 80s, this was huge money to create an E.T. extraterrestrial video game. And I mean, it was, as I said, the Return of the Jedi, or not Return of the Jedi, the uh, Raid of the Lost Ark was one of the first movie tie-in games I remember. And yes, there was a Star Wars game also. But this was like one of the first ones that was big money. And uh, Steven Spielberg and the company wanted the game to be out for the holidays. So they turned around and gave Atari a, some say five week, others say a six month uh, turnaround to create the game and get it out for the holidays. And on average, in an Atari game back then took 18, mon- 18 months from start to finish to make it 
to uh, wholesale for the for the general public. So these guys were rushed into, as I said, either a five week or a six month period to get it on the shelves for Christmas. So they started out with a basic uh, tic-tac-toe template with basically just nine boards. And they had to just do the simplest storyline of plot with the game. And you were E.T. running around level to level to level or board to board to board, only nine boards. And you had to find the pieces to collect to make the phone. And once you made the phone, you called home and the spaceship came and picked you up. Literally one of the most basic, easiest games you could ever play on easy. And they made a hard level. So you had the easy level where it was just E.T., and there was no opposition. All you had to do is find the pieces and go home. And then the hard level, they added an FBI agent who was like five times faster than ET and was like almost impossible to outrun. And the only way you could outrun him is to fall into a pit. And so you're sitting there like that. And basically you had an e- e- a level that was too easy or you had a level that was way too hard. And the game did come out. It came out in time for Christmas that year. And it was limited. It was a limited release. I believe that at Christmas there were only 300,000 copies, which, I mean, granted, back then was huge. And they sold about 180,000 of them. And by then, word of mouth started getting out that this game sucked. And it was horrible. Um, gameplay was just everywhere or not even anywhere because I said it was so simple of a premise you could either play it easy or hard and the sales did not reach anywhere what they wanted for Christmas and producers were like well you we we told you we can't do this in that time frame you rushed us now we have this game that totally sucks and in all in all only 1.5 million copies were sold for this game. And by Easter of 83, uh, they were in the $5 bin where you, where you would go to Hills or Ames or some of these other discount stores, which were the predecessors to Walmart. And they, they, the crappy Atari games would end up there for $5. And back then, if I remember, Atari games were selling for $39.99, which was big money back then. And here they are. They're trying to make their money back, and the games are only selling for 5 bucks a piece. And they're not selling. And as I said, they only sold 1.5 million copies. And they had a production of over 5 million thinking that this game was going to be huge it was going to tear up and just be one of the biggest games of all time and it was an Atari warehouse really got hammered with I mean literally 3.5 million copies of one game they had to slow down production for all their other games because one, they didn't have the money because the money wasn't coming back in because they spent 20 to 25 million for the rights, thinking it would come back in tenfold, and they were wrong. And this this one singular game was literally the downfall of Atari because eventually Atari had to reshuffle um, 
and take a little bit of time off. They tried to come back with the Atari, uh, the Atari 7500, which had a little bit better graphics, but they still weren't the greatest. It had some great games. I mean, Larry Bird vs. Dr. J was pretty sweet, but they were still struggling to make money, and then they had to close off again, and they tried one last gasp with the Atari Jaguar, but if I'm if I'm not 100% sure, but I know Atari was either bought, I'm pretty sure it was by, ended up being bought or uh, merged with Sony. So that's why you have, and a lot of the product was sold off too. Like I know Donkey Kong and, well, Coleco owned most of Donkey Kong and stuff like that anyway. So, but Atari and their rights to Mario and a lot of those ended up going to to Nintendo and then others went to Coleco which became Sony so I mean literally the video game ET was the downfall the legitimate downfall of Atari but when they ended up uh, trying to go into bankruptcy over it there was talk well where'd the stock go oh we don't know it's gone so the we're talking well do we claim a loss or what do we do? Because they had, it said 350,000 units of this game to that. They couldn't do anything with. And I mean, it's like, even today, if you have you working a copy of ET, it's, it's literally only worth about $5. But the whole rumor was that came in the end of 1983 is that, a gigantic burial of these games that so they just went out, dug a hole and buried them all like filling in a strip mine or something like that. And it was always a rumor that it didn't happen. It did happen. But in the whole urban legend idea of the fact of uh, the ET dump is what it was called as that it led into almost like a uh, treasure hunt going throughout the uh, the West because people think, oh, it's in Nevada, it's in New Mexico. And there were literally people out there trying to find this burial like they were looking for uh, King Tut's tomb in Egypt. But they eventually did find it in a basically a landfill and where they dumped a lot of their old stock. And I mean, they're talking some of them that were like Yars Revenge, Stars Raiders, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defender, Warlords. And when they started on digging them up, they would find all these old copies of games that they couldn't sell anymore. And during this entire, entire thing, um, I believe it was in 2013, that um, they, they found this pit and uh, there's a great documentary on it called Atari Game Over. I highly re- recommend watching it. It's a fun watch. And but in uh, in 2013 they did find it, and eventually they did dig up records stating that they found almost 700,000 games in this pit, and roughly roughly around 200,000 of those games 
was ET. Other ones were just random games. Where, as I said, you, as I said earlier, that they had copies of Yars Revenge, Star Raiders, Pac-Man, Space Invaders, Defender, and Warlords, plus others. Like their, uh, they used to have their the combat game that they used to have that came with every game system that they also tried to sell. But why why try to sell it when it was already coming with your Atari? So they didn't really think that one out too. It would be like like Nintendo trying to sell Wii Sports separately when it actually comes with the Wii. But so, as I said, in 2013, they found it and they completely um, went through the entire site by April of 2014. And they found this gigantic pit and it's as i said it's the bear the great atari burial where they were just trying to get rid of all this stuff so the so it wouldn't count i don't i don't i don't know why it, it was just why not just take the loss for it why not i mean why not just go out and start a gigantic bonfire but it, it's just so funny is that the et movie is considered one of the greatest movies of all time and even with the uh, today's updates where they gone it went in and erased all the guns and turned them into flashlights and stuff like that but that the ET video game is considered one of the worst video games of all time and i agree i've played it i have it i actually still own my copy of it and it's just so funny to think about it that that one game could literally bring the downfall to at one point what was the king of who was the king of the mountain of the video games so as i said the documentary atari game over um which does feature stuff from the burial site and it's es- and them digging it all up it was released in november of uh, 2014 and i and i really highly recommend taking the time out and watching it and if you were wondering where the where they did end up finding finding all this it was in Amagordado, new mexico so like the only thing that this town is probably famous for and i would i i haven't looked into it but i bet you you could probably go there and they probably have like a mini atari museum which i think would be hysterical kind of like rubbing salt into the wound so that is the great atari burial um, the video game ET, and I mean Atari was probably at this point overstretching itself too. They were going for quantity over quality, and I mean they had already kind of forced ColecoVision and um, Intellivision out of the way because when they were cheaper and they were putting out more product. But in the long run, ColecoVision and Intellivision actually eventually started morphing into the other companies and and if I, i'm sorry if I, I i actually believe i believe atari was bought by or its rights are now owned by xbox instead of sony i think ColecoVision became i think ColecoVision became sony i think Intellivision just completely disbanded and because they never really had any true rights, they were just doing random baseball, random football, random race games and stuff like that. But their rights were actually just dispersed. And I think a television went more into the computer side of stuff. And then Atari as a whole, I believe, 
eventually became i think their jaguar system actually became the uh the initial prototype for the uh the xbox so as i said it's kind of hard to believe that just one game can truly be the downfall of of an entire video game empire but they did it to themselves as i said they were going for quantity over quality and if they would have taken time instead of trying to push everything out and maybe started the the uh the atari 7500 sooner because the graphics on those games were a little bit better. They were a step up. You weren't quite to the Nintendo Entertainment System yet. But getting there, Atari eventually, I think, would have gotten there if they wouldn't have just, if they really wouldn't have uh, just overstretched their means. So, as I said, this is the great Atari burial. And E.T., one of the greatest movies of all time tied to one of the worst video games of all time so thanks for listening to this but before i go i want to tell you quickly about half's hot sauce half's hot sauce is the hot sauce with the great name better flavor and i mean just go to the website which is halfshotsauce.com and you can order um and brian will ship to anywhere in the continental united states he has hot sauces, he has jerky, he has uh, he has merch, he has cozies, he has sweatshirts. I mean, some of my personal favorites, you hear me say this all the time, is I love Paint Apple, um, Killer Kiwi, uh, just there's so many main squeeze, more cowbell. You just can't go wrong. Um, they're also very low or no sugar, all natural ingredients. Brian goes all over Ohio and into Pennsylvania and places like that trying to find new and improved better ingredients he actually grows a lot of them himself so as I said go to halfshotsauce.com you will not regret it so until next time live long or prosper and may the force be with you <laughs>